Hello, I'm Steph McGovern. Welcome to episode four of Adapting to the New Now, brought to you by NatWest. Now, this week, we're going to discuss confidence and the impact that this pandemic has had, not just on business owners, but on the whole workforce. So we're going to discuss what we can do for ourselves and each other uh, to make sure that we can come back from this stronger and together. So I'm delighted to say we're joined this week by Ali Morn, who's founder of People Puzzles, which is an HR consultancy business. Thanks very much for joining us, Ali. Thanks for having me. So Ali, as someone who is constantly trying to help businesses deal with people, deal with their workforce, you must be seeing all of this chaos from so many different angles. What's it been like? I think the thing that stands out for me is the massive range of responses. There's some businesses and some of our clients that are doing amazingly and they've never grown so quickly and needed to hire as many people and cope with an uh, uplift in business. And then we've got clients that are, of course, completely shut down because they run gyms or um, hotels or other hospitality leisure. So I think the range out there is absolutely enormous. So you just can't draw any generalizations. And it's about helping individual businesses through the thing that's in front of them at the moment. And do you think then, from the work you're doing with different businesses, that everyone's facing the same challenges, no matter what the business is? Definitely not. Um, we've got clients who are really taking advantage of the current situation. They're doing better. You know, they're sort of monthly income and revenue has doubled and they are rapidly hiring and really optimistic about the future and then we've got clients in hospitality and leisure who are still completely shut down and facing really difficult questions about um, how they can reopen really safely and that's not just for their own employees of course but it's for the general public as well. Yeah and, and for those at the end where they're struggling and they're worried uh, and obviously, you know, a lot of companies have had to furlough staff. How are they feeling at the moment? I mean, it's pretty hard, I think, even trying to put into words how those business owners are feeling. You know, some of them, 20 years of business that they have put blood, sweat and tears into and are in a situation where they don't know if they'll still be going in a couple of weeks. And I think that's probably the minority. But the furlough scheme has truly been a lifeline. I mean, at People Puzzles, we've used the furlough scheme. Six of our team were furloughed. We've already brought one person back. But we definitely would have had to have made more redundancies. We have actually ended up making a couple. But we would have made more if it hadn't been for that. Yeah, that and the, the loan access that did take a little while maybe to get started, but money then did finally come through. That also has been a total lifesaver to businesses that otherwise would have gone under. Yeah. And what are you saying to those businesses then? I mean, one of the things we're encouraging um, our clients to do, and I think lots of businesses are doing this anyway, is really good scenario planning. So what happens if you go down by sort of 80% of your revenue? Or what if it's only 50% of your revenue? Or what if it's maybe only 20% off that you end up? If you're not doing that scenario planning, you can't take really good decisions month by month and I think you end up in quite a panicky responsive decision making um, mental place not knowing what to do next whereas actually if you can clearly lay out a plan you can put together some better thoughts and start building I guess from a different base than if every week you're having to re react to uh, different situations. What about keeping your staff 
feeling like they're still part of the business, that they're still important to the business. Because I can imagine, and I, I've had this with friends who've been furloughed, you can feel suddenly like you're not needed, you're expendable, can't you? And so how, as a business owner, do you keep your team still feeling like, although they're not working now, they are really key to the team? Yeah, I think this is one of those massive challenges for business owners at the moment, because actually, you know, for me personally, kind of distracted by scenario planning and budgets and um, what, what we're doing in specific difficult situations and how we're winning new business. And yet we've got to be better at communicating than we ever have been with people who are all over the place. And some of them are engaging with us through you know, video calls and team meetings and reading the newsletters, but other ones aren't at all. And I'll give you just a really simple example. Part of furlough means no work at all. So we don't expect you to access your work emails, but then we're trying to write you a newsletter once a week to tell you what's going on in the business. But by the way, you're not checking your work emails. So does that mean we need to get everybody's personal emails and then start sending them updates, which they may or may not want to their personal email? Even that gets complicated so managers are trying to do their own job or maybe they're furloughed themselves and yet there's this job of keeping in touch individually with tens hundreds of people who may or may not want to talk to us so I think it's really tricky and it's great to be doing things like YouTube videos and I've recorded um, like weekly CEO sort of talking head type videos and then that became fortnightly because I knew nobody was watching it every week um, and I think what worked at the beginning of lockdown isn't working now because things get tired and old pretty quickly so I think it's a massive challenge and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer or a quick fix but I think that we've got to keep communicating and we've got to think of different ways of communicating that meets people in different places mm. in their lives and then they can choose whether to engage with it or not yeah what is re-entry going to be like for people then <laughs> well the groups of people I think it's going to be the hardest for is people with kids at home yeah who don't have suitable childcare. so a couple of our team for example who are on furlough we sort of said to them look we don't think we can bring you back till September and they both said brilliant. My kids are off school till September. I really can't cope with looking after my kids and trying to work. So I think if we were going to be really proactive thinking about re-entry, um, every business owner should be thinking about like, what have people missed? How's the business changed in that time? We kind of need to do a re-induction. So how do we induct people when they start? Well, how do we re-induct people into what work is like now? And probably put together a program and that might involve writing some stuff or recording some videos or holding some some zoom calls but then there's going to be all the teething problems of people who don't have great laptops at home or mm. um you know don't know how to connect and they never took equipment home with them before so it's going to take quite a lot of time and management and effort and that's not even addressing the issues of people who are being called back into the office feeling safe or not safe Do you have a great business idea but aren't quite sure where to start? That's what NatWest Business Builder is for. It's an online resource filled with things you'll need to get your idea off the ground. From how to write a business plan to the intricacies of a cash flow forecast. It's all there. Just search NatWest Business Builder and register online. 
thing that interests me is uh, obviously like for a long time being a business journalist, I've talked loads about flexible working and, and that is not a new concept, but it's had to be adopted overnight by pretty much everyone. And unsurprisingly, you know, some business owners, some, some employees are struggling with it. Part of the challenge is, is that we're not asking people to work flexibly or work remotely in a normal environment. Mm. So we're expecting people to adjust to all sorts of different life changes all at the same time. And People Puzzles has been a completely remote, uh, flexible setup since we started the business, so 10 years. And we have always got people together for key interactions and moments where we really need to communicate with everybody together. But everything else has been virtual and home-based. So actually this switch has been, I think, quite easy for people puzzles. I think it's been much harder for those companies where it's been, you know, 9 till 5.30, you sit in the office, you do your job, you go home. And actually kind of FaceTime and input has been more important than uh, output or, um, you know, flexibility for people. That is where the biggest shift is taking place. And actually I was talking to one of my friends earlier today who works in a very traditional um, accountancy practice and I said like what what are your business doing because it's always been really important there to be in the office he said oh I think everyone will be able to work from home two days a week like amazing maybe this is like the push some businesses need to to rethink how they work and and be more flexible because we all know being flexible in business is what actually helps you in times of uncertainty absolutely And how we get flex working really well for businesses that have never done it is one of the good challenges ahead. So if a business has been used to making sure people are sitting at their desk seven and a half hours a day, what they need to shift to is what does a good day's work look like? What will I see from you by the end of the day that means I know you've done a great job? Has to move much more to sort of objectives based or um, number of Um, calls answered or you know whatever is relevant for that job managers are going to have to really engage with expectations and then measuring whether people have achieved those and what that looks like so I think that's a really good direction for all of our businesses to go in but I think it's a new skill so we've actually got to help a whole generation of managers get that new skill which probably means a bit of training that's a really interesting thought, that idea of, of adapting your expectations of people to this new now, because obviously as well, everyone's having to communicate in a very different way. You know, you're at home, you're suddenly live on a Zoom with loads of other people. And how do you communicate well in that situation? You've, as you say, you've got to deal with kids at home, pets at home, partners at home or, or whatever else. And, and so do you think, therefore, it, it, the onus is on business owners is to just think about expecting maybe less or just something different of their employees? I think the challenge is the cascade of information and the cascade of responsibilities through businesses. So as a business leader sitting here at home, the people I'm going to be talking to most often and the people I need to know what they're going to be delivering is my senior team. But I have to then trust them and have some checks and balances in place that they are, each of them is doing that with the people that work for them so that the organisation adds up to a whole that has got clarity and alignment and is going in the same direction. So that level of communication required from me is greater. And But I can't tell everybody in my business of 75 people what they should be doing with their time because that's just completely impossible. 
I think that is a good challenge again for business owners and business leaders who maybe can slip into problem solving themselves and micromanaging and undermining some of their managers. It has to shift. And the other problem I think that throws up is how we do our problem solving. And if you have a problem that comes up, you can just really quickly grab five people from different teams in the business and get them into a room and solve it. If everybody is working remotely and you have your systems sort of almost silos where people are working in their teams and they only talk to the people they're used to talking to, you've got to find different ways to solve those kinds of problems because actually those cross teams within businesses are the things that make us more efficient Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, get things done better, quicker, leaner. Yeah, there's so much pressure now on business owners because obviously you've got your workforce who are looking to you for answers and you might not have those answers because quite frankly, you know, they, they aren't really out there at the minute. So how with all of that going on, do you stay focused as a business owner? One of the things I've been reflecting on this week is that when you're working from home and you're not seeing people and you're not hearing tone of voice as much, it's easier to misunderstand people's sort of comments and feedback. And certainly I had to send quite a groveling apology to a group of people in my business yesterday where I'd assumed something of them and tapped out my email response and uh, yeah, basically said something sort of inflammatory and wrong. And I think that one of our values is around sort of learning and humility. And I think that comes reasonably easy to me because um, I definitely don't think I know best all the time because I don't. But coming from that place of we're working together to try and solve the problems that we've got and nobody knows the future it's even more a time of that collaboration being really important Mm -hmm. about 10 years ago I read an article on um, how Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz is a really good um, example of leadership because she's saying to people (laughs) um, come and join me you don't have everything that you need but we can go and look for it together and I'm not here giving you all the answers, but what I'm doing is saying, come on the journey and, and together, let's, you know, let's look for the, for the wizard who lives in the Emerald City, who's a complete <laughs> fraud. So, not that bit, but the bit about gathering people together to go and solve their own problems. And um, I love that picture because it means as a business owner, I don't have to have all the answers. But what I have to do is to um, bring people together to yeah. solve them ourselves yeah I love the idea of you being Dorothy now in the Wizard of Oz (laughs) (laughs) I read slippers on right now you just can't see them (laughs) I love that thought it's true though isn't it because it it is about understanding your own strengths and weaknesses and then making sure you've got the people around you that have got the strengths you don't have and and what it feels like from everything you're saying as well is communication is absolutely the thread that holds everything together here in in these times. Would you say that's fair? It is about, you've got to really nail your communication during all this. I think it's communication, but mixed with optimism. So I've also been having conversation with other business owners about sort of how much you tell the team about what's completely going on. And I think you've got to find a balance because what you don't want to do is one day say, everything's terrible and we've got no clue what we're doing. And then the next day you say, well, this one good thing happened. I'm really overjoyed about it and great things happening. And then the next day, you know, you can't be like that as a leader. What you have to do is to hold a clear and calm and I think optimistic and confident line. Mm. But you have to be wise and you have to be thoughtful about what you're saying and when and how so that you're giving your team as much confidence as they can have 
in your ability to lead the business through this. Because yeah. at the end of the day, people, I think most people, they want to feel safe at work. And I mean safe by sort of having a job, number one. Then there's the safety around um, feeling I'm not going to get an infectious disease at work. And then they need to feel valued and um, that they can do a good job and that they can contribute to the whole. So our job as business owners is to take people on that journey and hold a good, confident, clear message, um, but not be unrealistic or fake about it. Listen, I want to ask you a bit about what you've learned from all of this. What's been the key thing where you've thought, wow, I didn't know that before. That's definitely going to be something that makes a difference to me in the future. So scenario planning for us has been really helpful. One of the things I've really learned by doing that is, so when we were doing our budgeting back in, um, it was probably April, I said, oh, we've got no idea what's going to happen in May and no idea what's going to happen in June. So let's just do like really short term stuff and let's do sort of a three month budget. And my business partner said, that's nonsense. We can make informed and intelligent guesses about what we think and we can do two budgets so that we can really see what decisions we need to make now and that they are sensible and uh, have the potential for a good long term. And she was completely right. And actually, I'm still hearing a lot of business owners saying, I can't budget for the rest of 2020 or I can't budget for the next 12 months. And um, I think that's wrong. If we don't do that, we're not setting ourselves up for a chance of taking advantage. And you can always change your budget. You can always change your scenario. But if you start with nothing, um, it gives you a very short termist view, which I think was fine in sort of March when COVID all started here. But it's not fine now. And what are your top tips then for for business owners out there in terms of adapting to the new now? I think the shift in working patterns and openness to flexibility is huge. And I'd really challenge other business owners to think about how they can do that really well. And a lot of research is coming out about making office places and gatherings of people to be about meaningful opportunities for communication, not just being in there by rote. I think there's a great opportunity around sales for loads of businesses. Like most businesses have relied on some element of face-to-face selling, particularly those selling sort of bigger value things. And this has really shown us that we can sell online. And then I think in terms of sort of personal leadership, you know, we talked a bit about sort of resilience, but that collaboration and bringing people together to solve problems and making sure you find ways to connect with people in new and interesting and different ways. I think if we can get some of those things sorted out, we'll be in a good place to sort of weigh up like what's worked, what do we take forwards? If you think we've all started businesses, which is pretty hard work. Um, so if we can do that, I think we can adapt to whatever's going on in the economy and out there. If yeah. we go in with sort of optimism and confidence and taking advice and support and um, being in peer groups with other business owners, I think that's really valuable. Yeah, it's a, it's a really important point, isn't it? It's you. Business owners are used to taking risk and dealing with uncertainty. Uh, so that, that's some really good tips. I've got to ask you before I let you go, given you sat next to the door of your house, how often has that door opened mid-meeting and your three-year-old ran in? <laughs> yeah, um, surprisingly often. Nursery actually <laughs> restarted very recently and it was like life-changing. Um, yeah, she does particularly love mummy and talking to whoever's in the camera. So she never just comes in. She always comes in, climbs on my lap and then starts talking to whoever is there. <laughs> oh, do you know what? It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much, Ali. I really appreciate your time. 
Yeah, it's been brilliant. Make sure you check out our other episodes in this series, Adapting to the New Now. Uh, we look at everything from effective marketing, planning for a successful 2020, and how to make sure you make the most of your business online. Bye.